Hey, it's me, Rod Morgan, longtime listener and semi-professional host of the Morganino Podcast, a pop culture, music, and entertainment podcast on the Morganino Podcast Network. Listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts? <laughs> Welcome to the Yamino Podcast, part of the Morgan Knows Podcast Network. You're in the ring with Jimmy and Rod. Rod, what are you hot about today? Well, what I'm hot about is I am hot on myself here sometimes. I'm just going to completely heal out about this. I was dead right on Hit Row one weekend already. I put them (laughs) on notice. I put them on notice, and I said these guys could be absolutely annoying. And what do they do when they come to the ring? They absolutely make me say to myself, why did you cut off Max Dupree and Maximum Male Models? And I never thought that would be possible, but I was mad they did it. And then I was treated with a terrible rap song. A terrible rap song performed in a wrestling ring for some reason. I was so out on Hit Row, Jimmy. Oh, wow. So two weeks in, you're already done. So you you had your... Wow. I'm sorry, man. That sucks. Well, I'm also sorry, too, because I thought the on-notice segment was going to be kind of a cool thing for us, and literally there's just no more on-notice with Hit Row. They are completely on my bad side. I am not going to be excited so, any time so that Top Dalla, B-Fab, <laughs> and Ashante the Adonis come out. So now is it like, are you just out? Is that the new segment? Are you just, who's, who you're out on? I mean, we could do that, but you know, there's certain times where I might be out on somebody and I don't want to completely chuck them under the bus, to borrow the sure. other proverbial phrase that's used on all of these talk shows, but you know... I have no problem right now saying that I'm out on Hit Row because I kind of like planting my flag and Hit Row is just coming back and people seem excited about it and I am firmly not scared to be on the other side of that argument. Okay, so I want to get you. I want you get you excited a little bit here. All right, so um, we're gonna do a little quick segment here called Pop Watch. You know, and I know that there's nothing better than that person's music hits that you haven't heard in a long time. They come in and the crowd goes crazy. It's called a pop in in wrestling. Um, I know you have a few people that you're really interested in. So who's somebody that you you're on pop watch for right now? Pop watch. This is an incredible swerve by you for an idea that plays right in. Because what do I do? I bother you in text messages all the time with these harebrained yep. theories I have about people coming back. When are they coming back? Here's the thing: what we're going to do, Jimmy. We're going to have three people on pop watch as of right now. Okay. Okay. Who we got? When? When? You hear, I hear voices in my head. They counsel me, right? When that hits, whatever arena is lucky enough to have that hit for the first time is going to literally almost explode. But unfortunately, I have to put that at three right now. Because oh, wow. Orton's have, three. Yeah, we just have absolutely no idea. We have really yeah. no idea what's going on with True. Randy Orton. We're not entirely sure what the injury was that put him out. It was a combination of a couple things. Who knows, right? Now. Okay, so this the, so this is this is the likelihood of happening is correct. three of three. Correct. Okay, okay, okay. Now, wow. Orton's pop will probably be the biggest of the other two pops that I'm talking about if we want to go that way, but I believe okay. the best way to do pop watch is to do it from three to one, and sure. one being the pop that we are on red alert for coming back sometime soon, hopefully. So okay. number two for me is Big E. Serious Ooh. injury. Those things sometimes yep. never come back around, but Madcap Moss fell on his head and things seemed to work out. Stone Cold Steve Austin famously had a neck injury, kind of worked out for a little while. Yada, 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 20 years later. Right, 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 right. I was going to get there. I was going to get there. I just mean that that gives us the ability for Big E to possibly be back a tad bit quicker than we realize, or he could be easily in the three position because his neck injury will keep him out longer than Orton. But I believe that the number two on Pop Watch is 
y'all want to go big. Because it's certainly if the Viking Raiders are continuing to give mess to Kofi and Xavier whenever they come back from their injuries, and all of a sudden Big E comes out to help them, that's going to be a huge pop. But on the number one on Pop Watch right now is my girl, the 13-time champion, ah. the lineage, the bloodline, to borrow another phrase here, Charlotte <laughs> Flair. She is number one. Won't be a big pop because she's not as well-liked by other people as me, but she's number one because I think she's the next one to come by. Jimmy, and I'll tell you why. I've concocted another harebrained theory here. Would you like to hear it? I'd love to, but just remember, a pop can be either good or bad. So if she comes back, she's going to get booed pretty heavily. So don't worry about that. Pop watch is still in effect for heels or faces. What's your uh, harebrained uh, concoction here? This. We just brought up Austin again, or I did. Yep. I name-checked yep. him a second ago. He's big time now with his Broken Skull Sessions. Check those out on the Peacock Network. They are an awful lot of fun. Some of your recent editions of the Broken Skull Sessions, Jimmy, Becky Lynch did a Broken Skull Session okay. before she came back to SummerSlam. Jeff Jarrett oh. did a Broken Skull Session before he all of a sudden was inserted as the special guest referee at SummerSlam. And the most gone. recent, yeah, he is, but <laughs> the most recent episode of Broken Skull Sessions is up with the queen, Charlotte Flair. So I'm pretty excited that maybe after Crooks and Castles, we're going to see a return from the queen, Charlotte Flair. So she's number one on the pop watch. Great segment that you just came up with there. I, yeah, that I came up with out of thin air. Yes, exactly. Uh, I think that is a really good call. Charlotte is going to be the next one coming in. I expect it to maybe be after Cl Clash of the Castle. I think that Raw after Clash of the Castle or the SmackDown, depending on what they're going to do, uh, would be a pretty, pretty good time for that to happen. Speaking of SmackDown, we talked about the Viking funeral already. Shout out to Sarah Logan, who was a part of that. Uh, she hasn't been around in a while. Hopefully they bring her back in because she was really good in the ring. Uh, we had a very physical five-way match for the Intercontinental Championship number one contender that Sheamus wins. Rod, you might be surprised at this. I love it. I think it's a. I think it's a good win, mostly because this gives Gunther an awesome opponent in the opponent's you know, backyard. They're going to have a hard-hitting match, and it's going to be another one you know for Gunther to get a win at. It's going to be an absolute slugfest, and you are right to call out that five-way match on SmackDown. That was a that was part of Triple H's new formula, it seems to me. Have something big happening at 10 o'clock on SmackDown, yep. right? Yep. That, but that between time to go to the 9 to 10, and that was when this match was going off. And my goodness, did one Happy Corbin, one Ricochet, one Sheamus, uh, one, who else was in there? Besides uh, Sammy, Corbin, shame. Uh, your boy, Madcap. Madcap, yeah, Madcap. Yeah. Madcap was actually kind of underused in that. Madcap was supposed to just kind of hang out on the outside. There was a lot of spots yeah. involving everybody. Sammy else Zane, though, you got to give the oh. hey, give the home country people credit, hometown people credit. They love them some Sammy Zane, and who shouldn't? That Montreal crowd was amped. I mean, any move that Sammy was doing in that match made it feel like it was a like it was a premium live event because that crowd was so amped for him. So that was a great, great, great match to watch. And I think the Sheamus Gunther match is going to be an absolute war. I mean, you are going to be hearing chops echoing throughout that building. Sheamus is going to get his ten pounds on the chop. Gunther's going to get some standing drop kicks. Sheamus going to hit a white noise. It's going to be big, beefy men knocking meat. Well, we know our new promo now. Uh, so the last time Sami Zayn, well, not the last time, but uh, one of the most uh, infamous times Sami Zayn was in Montreal is when uh, John Cena did his U.S. Open Challenge. And who came out but Bret the Hitman Hart. And that crowd went nuts for Bret Hart, obviously being from Canada and in Montreal. 
Uh, they thought he was going to go for the U.S. title. But no, he introduced Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn Rod was so pumped and so excited that when he went up on the steps and he threw his arms up, he threw his shoulder out. Oh no! And he he did the whole match with a shoulder that was thrown out, so it wasn't exactly the uh, the fairy tale that it, that uh, we wanted it to be. Uh, but I would highly recommend for the so uh, the, the arm injury the, in this match was a bit of a callback for the hardcore yeah. fans like yourself, huh? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, something that I know that you <laughs> you are not happy about is we had to have a little uh, a little substitution uh, from NXT with Toxic Attraction. Yeah. Uh, coming in do you have any idea about uh you know nxt or anything like that rod i really don't know much about nxt but i know i was mad to see my girl nikita Lyons subbed out well rod lucky you said that because we have mark here who watches nxt and knows what's going on mark how are you bud i'm doing fine how about you we're doing well so rod and i we're going to talk about nxt but then we both realized that rod doesn't even know what channel it's on, let alone <laughs> watches it. And I know enough to be yeah. dangerous, but not too much. But I do know one thing, Mark. We have an invasion happening on NXT. Talk about it. There, there's been some news, recent news, actually, that they were um, shutting down, releasing, whatever you want to call it, of some of the NXT UK stars. And some of the more popular ones... Um, did come over this past episode and make their presence known. Um, you know, by typical beans coming out of the crowd, uh, jumping wrestlers after a match. Um, I think it's going to be pretty good. It's, get, it's setting up a nice little uh, upcoming pay-per-view type event. Um, it's, I'm really looking forward to it. Got some good-looking stars. So NXT UK, Rod, was initially started... There was a couple different reasons. The reason they told everyone is they were going to have an NXT in every single area that they did business. There'd be an NXT India, an NXT Japan, an NXT UK. In reality, there was another big promotion starting in in, uh, in the UK, and they kind of wanted to kind of put the kibosh on that uh, uh, organization because that's what WWE does. But, Rod, do, you, do these names uh, sound familiar to you? Uh, Gunther. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Butch. Butch is, uh, is, <laughs> a, is a, what's what, Pete Dunne, right? Yes, yes. Pete Dunne. Uh, Walter, uh, Dragunov, your boy who had the great match with Walter. I remember those great matches, but I haven't seen the Dragunov on the WWE well, screen, have I? Or is that the uh, guy who's with the ring general? There's a reason why you haven't, because he's injured, and they had to have a huge tournament for the NXT UK Championship that Tyler Bate wins. However, there's a big issue with that. Tyler Bate comes out with the NXT UK title. He and Braun Breaker kind of end the show staring at each other, both holding the belts up. Um, Mark, what was the big issue with them doing that when they did? I was kind of wondering that myself. I'm thinking that they that's going to be maybe their version of a kind of like how they have the universal title and the WWE title all mashed up into one with the tribal chief. I'm thinking they may do something like that. Um, see as how they like to kind of keep things, you know, rehash, they keep rehashing things. Uh, they might try and do it at the NXT level since they're having some success with it 
with Roman. Um, that's kind of what I'm thinking, but I'm almost at a loss for words because I haven't really seen Tyler Bate wrestle, so I can't really tell you. There's a couple things. That, one thing, one major thing that's going wrong with this is they're having the tournament on television now. They haven't had the finals for the tournament. They taped the finals for the tournament where Tyler Bate won, but they haven't shown it on TV yet in in the UK. So that's kind of a major issue. <laughs> Whoopsie. Come on, man. Somebody's got to be in charge of that kind of stuff. Kind Good of a Lord. major issue. Well, I think they just said, who cares? Uh, p- to be perfectly honest with you, it's a, it's a dying brand. Who cares is what I think they meant. And then uh, Tyler Bates, amazing. He and Pete Dunn had some terrific matches back and forth. He and Walter have had some matches. Uh, he was kind of the up-and-comer and then kind of soured for some reason uh, in the McMahon era. Obviously, now that Triple H is in charge, uh, it's coming back a little bit. So that's kind of the NXT UK um, Yeah angle there uh mandy rose is still your women's champion she is the second longest reigning champion in the wwe i believe right now maybe third depending on the usos um what do you think about mandy rose and is is she coming up to the main roster anytime soon or are they just going to keep toxic attraction down there we saw the uh the tag team toxic attraction come up i think that they're with, with mandy rose she's been the last couple interviews she's given where they've asked her about coming back up she's expressed some serious interest about wanting to get back on the big shows. Um, I thought maybe they were going to have like a, a Zoe Stark, you know, from this last uh, episode, win the title to give Mandy that, you know, push up to one of the, the big shows, Raw or SmackDown, and have Zoe Stark kind of be like a, a Liv Morgan type title push title run um but evidently if you've watched it you kind of know that well that didn't happen um i'd like to see mandy rose back up but she's kind of keeping that division afloat in my opinion because there's that women's division right now is kind of lacking i do have a question though i do have a question because you yep. just mentioned something that I'm interested in. You said the name of the other person who was going to tag up with my girl, Nikita Lyons, in the Women Tag Team Championship, and then they were subbed in for. What's going on there? Is Nikita Lyons hurt? What's going on there, Mark? She was hurt at one point, but um, I believe during this past episode of NXT, she came back to help with... Um, interference by by another group. It might have been actually uh, by Toxic Attraction in the Zoe Stark um, Mandy Rose match, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but she looked fine at that point. It might have been they subbed out because of Zoe Stark being injured. All right, so it's a creative thing because I was kind of excited so. to see my girl Nikita lines up on the big show. Me Jimmy, too. That I mentioned. Me too. I th- I think she's got it. She's got a nice world of talent. I think. How can you get Rod to be excited about NXT? Got some up and coming stars. The fact that Shawn Michaels is now in basically in charge of the NXT brand. Shawn Michaels is the pretty much the right hand man, best friend of Triple H. The last time that those two worked together, 
They produced stars like your girl, Charlotte Flair, Sasha, Bailey, Becky. Uh, so, you know, they can produce talent. And these people are hungry. They don't have that money clouding their judgment yet. They are wrestling for the love of the game and for getting in there and doing what they love. And you can tell by some of the some of the matches. Listen, the big time future entertainers with charisma, I'm all in, right? But Jimmy, as you and I have talked about so often, and it sort of relates to the AEW conversation from time to time. Wrestling, for lack of a better term by me, and this is me putting it quotes and me trying to be dismissive and a bit of a heel here, all right? That sometimes doesn't interest me as much as the whole entertainment and the pomp and the circumstance and the music and the pyro and all of that of it, right? So now, NXT, you got some of those up-and-comers, right? All those names you mentioned, Mark, that's great. I love to be able to say I was in on the ground floor of those people. I used to collect baseball cards as a kid. You want the rookie card. I totally understand all of that, right? But I just don't know if I have enough time in my entertainment budget at this moment unless there's a lot of guys down there that have charisma. I don't just want to tune in for Jimmy. I've used this before, and it's my heel term, and it gets me a lot of heat every time I do it before. Do it, but I don't want to see a bunch of custodians fighting. I want to see charismatic entertainers. And that will do it for Mark's NXT segment. Mark, thanks for stopping by, bud. Hey, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Love right, talking now, the to The last you guys. question I have when you're on the way out here, Mark, is can we give you the nickname of the Cleveland Crippler? Can we call you the Cleveland Crippler? You can call me whatever you like. I like that name, though. The Cleveland Crippler. I like that. There we go. Then you will forever be the Cleveland Clipper. Cleveland Crippler. It's very easy for, uh, for both of you to say. <laughs> So I think that's a great nickname because what you want is a nickname that you can't say correctly. Cleveland Clipper. See, I said it wrong myself. We'll see you later. <laughs> All right, Rod. Well, thanks to Mark because, you know, obviously you and I don't know too much about NXT. Mark, we appreciate you coming in for that. Uh, thanks a lot for that. But let's get back to SmackDown here. A surprise entrance. Nothing better in the wrestling game than a surprise I know. Entrance. Out of nowhere. Uh, I'm glad he didn't have the chair. Um, so Sonya Deville and Natty get the loss again. And I think this has to do with, Rod, not everyone can win every match. And honestly, Natty, you know, she is what she is. She's good in the ring. Good mentor for everybody. Sonia, someone actually, I believe, said that you should have stayed stayed as the commissioner. You probably should have. Um, I think this is kind of where they're going to be for a little while, don't you? Yeah, I guess I kind of thought maybe we were going to see something out of Sonia Deville, a spinoff of the former, yeah. you know, commissioner, and we're just not. So yeah, they do seem to be destined to be mid card players, and it just here's my thought on it. Right, I don't know much about NXT as we just proved, and thank sure. you, Mark, for helping us out there. But yeah. if you tell me that the team who just was subbed in at the last minute is going to beat you. That's just not a good look, right? Like somebody who doesn't know anything about wrestling is told that the substitute team or the understudy beats you. That's just not a good look moving forward. It's not. They they probably should have been in in the uh, in the match to begin with because they're actually a tag team in NXT and they were tag team champions for a while. But uh, it all worked out. We'll see what happens. I mean, they I I see them kind of maybe going going to the finals here. What about you? Yeah, I suppose, because I was kind of looking that at that bracket. That bracket's not very strong on that side. It really is not. And so I guess we're you and I, we made the the assumption that we're going to see the uh, the Party Crashers crew as the tag champs at the end of this, and I, I see no reason why that's not going to be where we get to. Yeah, we'll find out real quick, because they've got a matchup coming up here pretty soon. 
uh, in that tournament. Well, I guess when everybody listens to later this evening. Yes, exactly. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about Raw. Rod, we had two wrestlers in a wrestling ring that wait a minute. A wrestling- wait a minute. Yes, we can't what? leave SmackDown yet. We forgot about one other thing from SmackDown that we have to discuss, Jimmy. Uh oh. What? I, oh, well, actually, I forgot about something else too. What do you want to discuss? Sorry. I mean, we got to talk. I want to talk about, about Kevin Owens. Anyway, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's what we got to talk about. Kevin Owens v. Drew McIntyre. I mean, come on. Yes. Uh, That was amazing. Uh, Ronda Rousey. Do you buy the new character or not? She comes in. She gets arrested and leaves. Thoughts? Uh, I actually do kind of like it. I really do kind of like it. I'm buying it. I'm buying it. Badass. I like it. Yeah, it really does solidify her more of that. And so let's let's do it. Let's do it. Let's have more of it. I, I love it to death. And I just called out the previous week SmackDown saying that KO Drew McIntyre match did not. Goodness gracious, they run together for me sometimes. But no, you're absolutely right. I like the I like the Ronda Rousey at the beginning. I liked how she just kind of walked by Cole like that, right? This is something Triple H has also been doing with backstage shots every once in a while where kind of we just see people walk in another buddy's and it just I like that. So I'm in on the Ronda Rousey thing, and clearly, because of the walk-by they had with Baszler last time, she got escorted out. That's where we're headed. So I wonder, she's probably not going to pop up a Clash at the Castle, because I just think that if she's suspended and all the above, she's not going to go all the way across the pond to make a pop-up, but she certainly is probably going to be factored in heavily after whoever comes out of Clash at the Castle and whatever happens in that mashup. Yeah, so taping, uh, recording this on Sunday nights as, as we usually do, uh, things do kind of run together a little bit. So, but, but from Raw last week, we had Kevin Owens and we had Drew McIntyre in one of the best promos oh, back and forth gracious. ever. So you're right. It was just my transition. So I was transitioning into Raw. You thought it was SmackDown. We're cool. Don't worry about it. But it was two wrestlers in a wrestling ring, had a wrestling match, and it was an amazing wrestling match until the very end. You could see why it had to be done, kind of. I mean, McIntyre, a, a good win on Mac over Owens for McIntyre would have been big. Wouldn't have killed Owens. Uh, I just love that match. Hard hitting. They both did a really, really good job for it. I mean, Jimmy, how long are we going to have to suffer at the scourge of the Usos being schmaz endings and matches? I mean, goodness gracious, man. These guys are the undisputed tag team champions, and I still would contend to you that nobody in the WWE breaks up matches more than the Usos. So I will tell you how bad it is right now. My son Jackson and I wrestled tonight uh, downstairs in, in our basement, right? And uh, he's he's starting to hurt me a lot more than he should be. And he came up with the finish with the Usos coming in and giving me a, uh, a, a double super kick and then Roman Reigns spearing me. So that's how bad it is right now. <laughs> See, exactly. Messing up our gimmicks. Yes. Uh, but I, other than that, you're right. That's the kind of match that we want to see. That's the kind of match that gives KO more heat. That's the kind of match that keeps Drew McIntyre, you know, foaming at the mouth, which would be the only advice I'd give to Drew right now a little bit. Just kind of, Drew, slow it down just a little bit. You've got the good script. The fans are behind you. you got the storyline. Okay. You're trying to do the intensity, but just slow it down a little bit, bud. You're just foaming at the mouth and just, like, really spitting it out real fast. And listen, I know as somebody who can talk a little fast myself, Everything's pointing to him winning. It really kind of is, isn't it? But that's I, I certainly not what's gonna going happen. to happen. I don't think so. Unless something. See, if it if it was you know the olden days, I would say something stupid would happen and they'd break the belts in half and he'd get one of them. But oh, I, yeah. don't, I don't like that. I really don't. You also um, talk about though in the olden days, it was always tried and true that you would just like things wouldn't go well for you at like the hometown kind never. of match, right? Oh, so. never. That's why. That's why next week I have no idea what to expect between Damian Priest and Edge. You know, oh, yeah. you would think. So we have we had this very long uh, promo, and listen, I love Finn Balor, I love Rhea Ripley, Damian Priest is fine. We don't need that long of a promo from them, though. I mean, really, don't. And 
We've got Priest and Edge next week. I think Edge is going to win that, so we can finally go to Finn Balor and uh, and Edge. Um, you know, maybe maybe the wife comes in and helps out with Rhea Ripley, but Rhea Ripley really should beat up Beth Phoenix if that's the case. I I like all the people in this. I just don't know if I like the angle right now. Well, let me ask you this: What kind of deal are we getting out of Trish Stratus, who all of a sudden is making a yeah random at this raw isn't as well? It? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could, it, it could be. It could definitely. She could come in and and help out, uh, you know, with re up there because they did make it a point that Edge was not going to hit a woman. Yeah. Uh, so I think that that's a really good call having Trish Stratus come in, and you know, they just said, hey, you know, she's going to be there. Well, I just wondered also, like, you know, again, we have different regimes here, but still wrestling themes are tried and true throughout history, right? What happened? We had Lita come back for a surprise appearance, and then all of a sudden the next thing we knew, she was having a match with Becky Lynch at a premium live event, right? I mean, are we getting Trish Stratus getting a one-off here, right? Is she going to try to get, you know, because we talked about how great it was for Lita to get that ovation at the end of that match. Is Trish Stratus trying to get some of that action? A little bit, I think, but I think it'll be a little different, a little different way. So maybe so you don't think Trish is going to end up in a in a match. You don't. Th- you think I'm going she too might. far? Thinking- oh, she might. She might end up in a in a six man, for sure. Or but you mean that night? Whatever. She's not going to like get on a program for a couple weeks and end up on a PLE the way Lita did. I I don't think so. I, I wouldn't think so. But you never know. It could happen. Then we have your boy Rollins and Riddle. Riddle is cleared. They are going to clash at the castle. Uh, how excited are you for this matchup? I'm I'm kind Uh-oh. of excited I guess because but I do you have you've got me in my head a little bit here Jimmy because of what you said last week when I just started breaking bad on the on the on the bro Riddle and that's just really not fair right Riddle's done yeah. nothing to me he's done nothing but still be the same character that I loved before it just so happens that the powers that be <laughs> have decided to get him involved in a program with my main guy Seth Rollins so I I really, I am conflicted on this, right? Because you talk so often, and it's one of the few Seth Rollins slanders that I will allow to have on here is just, frankly, his record recently. He just has yeah. more L's than wins. You know what I mean? There's just no way for me to get around that. So I really would hope that he would win here and try to catapult himself into something. But I've spent an awful lot of my time on this podcast pontificating how Riddle has extreme heat as a baby face, and that's tough to get, and they need to catapult him somewhere. So... I'm going to have to look to your guidance here as to what you think might go down in this one because I really have no idea and I'm conflicted. Um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of think it, it should be Rollins getting the – see, Rollins should get the win to f- set up a match with Orton, right? But Riddle got punked really hard twice by Rollins, so R- Riddle needs that to get back on the win. I, I think Riddle's going to get the win, but I'm sorry. I really do. I yeah, really think I think really we're land, we're landing in a scenario where like Seth is in that that sweet spot for you know his real life career, but not really a sweet spot for storytelling. Where like they love having him around because of his status, he can make other people seem great, he can help other people tell great stories. But involving getting those people over is a whole lot of him losing. We just kind of seem to be locked into that pattern right now. Yeah, I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be okay overall. We just need to get the the timing right for that one. He was trying to call out The Rock into a match on Twitter the other day, so I appreciate that. I saw that. that I saw that his dance card is open. Uh, a couple other things I just wanted to hit on quick, and then we'll get a, get to the main event. Uh, Miz and Ciampa. Ciampa gets back on the winning uh, winning side of things, which is good. It's kind of what I said was going to happen after he lost last week to Lashley, so good to see him winning again. Uh, and then we have Veer is back. Veer is back. Are you excited? 
I guess, you know what I mean? Like, I still think we, I'm ready for any kind of an interesting character, and I believe yeah. that Veer has it in him somewhere, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see because the whole Veer's just breaking people's necks that, I don't know, that wasn't really doing it for me, so we'll have to see. It'd be good. It'd be cool if he could get on the mic and just you know speak regular, not like everyone thinks he's going to speak and just, hey everybody, my name is Veer and I like to read and I you know I'm big into science and I it'd be kind of funny. That would be uh, all right. I'd take that. You know what I mean? Main event. Ziggler theory got a long, long time, and I think you're starting to see a little change in philosophy here, where. The third hour of Raw has always been the lowest rated because it's three hours. It's a lot. So why don't you not? Why don't you put the main event, which was Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre, put it earlier in the show, and have a solid wrestling match to end the show? Not necessarily your top guys, but if you had your top guys there, it's probably going to get relatively the same rating. So why not have more people watch the big things that you want to do? I'm okay with that. What are your thoughts? I've enjoyed seeing Dolph Ziggler back on my television. I really have. Sure, I've enjoyed sure. seeing him kind of being painted into an almost babyface scenario, right, against Theory, who everybody hates. Everyone the match, hates Theory. Yeah, the match that he had with Gable a few weeks back as well yep. was just an absolute clinic on, like, you know, like amateur wrestling and, you know, proving that these guys both had a background in that and college wrestling and all the above, and that was that was kind of cool and something different to watch on my TV screen. Dolph's super kick, as often as I talk down the super kick, really does actually seem to have power behind it. And it's unfortunate for a guy like him that it's been cheapened by the Usos and other people who do it all the time that, you know, then you can't see it as being at that powerful. But I, I really liked it. I do. And I watch Raw on my DVR and I fast forward through commercials. And so, you know, that, that doesn't bother me as much. But I like their switch up of, you know, if we're trying to garner a live rating and we're trying to bring in the few people who are still watching on linear TV, let's give them the big stuff earlier. I think it is a good idea. Okay. Well, that is Raw SmackDown Clash at the Castle. We are looking at the following. I think this is going to be a great show, Rod. We've got uh, Rollins and Riddle, like we said, Gunther and Sheamus, the Party Crashers, against Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, and Shayna Baszler, which I th just think the, the story around that's a lot bigger than the match is going to be. And then we have Roman and Drew. Right now, five, five uh, matches on the show. There'll probably be three or four more. I think it's going to be a pretty solid show, bud. Okay, I have a question. Uh-oh. Do we believe that Karrion Cross is going to get any kind of a look during this pay-per-view? Well, what is he? Yeah, I don't know because I'm telling you that promo that he cut on yeah. SmackDown on Friday. I'm seeing what you're talking about now, Jimmy. Yeah. I'm oh, in, he's I'm real in solid on the on whole carrying cross of it all right now. I really am. But where are we is going? He's still on notice. That's no, he's definitely not on notice. He's okay. actually moved off of the on notice, and he's kind of like he's on a list now of guys that like guys that I'm watching. Right, I'm watching is different than on notice. On notice means you're about to be in trouble. I'm watching means you may be rising up my list, and you start to get spoken about as glowingly as a guy like Seth Rollins. I'm watching on notice and the pop list. All right, here we go. Boom. Well, that's we should show. do a shout out. We should do, we should do a shout out of promo of the week too. We should start doing like a shout out of promo of the week from either show. And I think that Karrion Cross's promo where he was where yeah, he did good. the whole he tied in Drew McIntyre talking about how he doesn't want to be the chosen, but then he made it work for his character, and it was just a really solid promo. TikTok, TikTok, I love it. I love it.
He does still uh, look he, like a Backstreet Boy, though, Jimmy. I know. you. I don't, I don't know if I buy that either. Yeah, I think it would be nice to have his first match match back you know, on television at Clash of the Castle. His entrance is going to be amazing. Uh, you know, it could be just one of those uh, throw-offs against, like, Shelton Benjamin or somebody like that. That would be okay. No, I don't want to see him just fight Shelton Benjamin. we got to do better than that. Well, he's Give him a Chad Gable. Give him a Chad Gable. Give my guy. Yes, because Shelton Benjamin is such a worse wrestler than Chad. I know you love Chad Gable. Uh, hey, you can, watch, uh, you can watch Main Event, Alpha Academy and the Street, uh, street Profits. Uh, we're on Main Event, so there's that. Ew, that's yeah. not good for the yeah. Street Profits. Not good at all. Not good at all. All right, Rod. So we have a couple weeks st- still to Clash the Castle. Seems like we've been talking about this forever. Anything coming up on Balls and Brew or The Morgan You Know anytime soon? Well, Balls and Brew will be uh, getting into some type of football preview for you. We will not go into backstage machinations and scheduling snafus right now, but me, you, Chris, and our handicapper Josh Williams are all trying to come together on a schedule where we can do two solid NFL preview episodes for the folks before the season officially kicks off, so be on the lookout for that. And as far as the Morgan You Know goes... I'm kicking around ideas right now, but I do not know exactly what we're going to do. So I'm open to suggestions. So, you know, hit us up on our social media platforms. Tell us something you might like to see for the next pop culture exploration on the Morganino podcast. Speaking of the Morganino, we just had its 100th episode. Please uh, go back in the archives and listen to that. Really fun show. Uh, you can listen to Balls and Brew from last week to uh, talk about the, the, the Chris situation. And then we also had, I think, yeah, we know we talked a little bit about that, too. A lot of controversy, uh, and again, that wasn't involving the fact that I picked a serial killer to be on my team. That is okay, <laughs> no problem at all. Uh, but this has been episode rod ninety-seven of the Yeah We Know podcast. Uh, we've got a hundredth episode coming up soon, don't we? We sure do. And I was I was looking back, and I believe we are at where I have now been co-host with you on more episodes of this than our original co-host. And shout out to him. We have nothing but great thoughts for our guy Brett McNeil. But I believe I have now surpassed Brett McNeil in hosting. So yeah, we got another hundredth episode to celebrate. Are you uh, are you cooking up something in the uh, in the Jam Riska lab for us? Uh, you know what we do at the Morgan, you know, when we celebrate milestones, we like to do drafts. So we'll figure out something. I'm sure, right? Nice. A draft is always fun. You get a little bit of competition. You get a little bit of trash talk. Usually makes for an entertaining listen. I like your heads out here, Jimmy. You've been listening to the Yeah We Know podcast, part of the Morgan You Know podcasting network. You're in the ring with Jimmy and Rod. Speaking of Jimmy, Jimmy Smith, it's been a little while since I've mentioned you, brother. Don't think I forgot, okay? With this whole Rollins and Riddle going back and forth, you're still saying Seth freaking Rollins. Knock it off, Jimmy. It's freaking. I'm coming for it if you don't stop this. 